Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Groover. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford. And I am Kathy Groover, and we are so excited to have such a great guest. I've known her for a very, very long time, if nothing else, through things like LinkedIn, because it's about those relationships that we build <laughs> through social media, right? Uh, so I am so thrilled to welcome Magdalena Grace on the show. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. So tell people, who are you? what do you do? How'd you get to here? You know, in like 30 seconds. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's such an honor to be here. I'm so excited because I'm a, I'm an earth sign and I have a lot of fire in me um, with all this red hair. So I feel like I fit in really, really well. So I am a plant medicine mama. I'm a woman who found plant medicine and saved, saved my life two, three years ago. I was a binge drinking workaholic who was headed for divorce, death, and a lot of destruction in my own personal world and making tons of money, but I was so, so dead inside and didn't realize how much trauma and grief I had so packed inside of myself. So I turned to ayahuasca, psilocybin, um, they helped unearth so much, um, that I was able to heal a lot and, uh, then discovered a lot of people have really struggled with similar things. So addiction, grief, and, and trauma. And so I became, uh, came out of the closet spiritually, even changed my name and all that kind of stuff and, and love to specialize on the microdosing path for people who are like, not sure if they want to uh, do the deep dives, the heroic dose journeys that you hear a lot about. So microdosing is, is my specialty. And then I'm also a spiritual teacher to help people go within with the medicine to really remember who they truly are um, in a safe, loving, compassionate way. Well, and, and I, wanna, I wanted to, because we were talking a little bit before, and I think it's, it's interesting for anybody who's on a spiritual path, right? And like you said, I mean, for really like the last two or three years, you've been kind of on this with the microdosing and with, with remembering who you are, right? Which is a lot of the spiritual work is remembering who we are. Uh, and, and some people along that path changed their name, which you actually did. So I wanted, I wanted you to share a little bit about that because, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, this is normal, but a lot of people look at it and think, well, that's kind of weird. Right. But maybe just kind of explain, you know, your journey on that, because I think, I think a lot of people there, there's the whole idea of shamanic death, and of 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 kind of the old you dying and you becoming someone new that unless somebody's kind of gone through it they don't quite understand it and a lot of times people don't really share what that process looks like mm -hmm. too right and so a lot of people going down the journey are like what the fuck is happening to me right and they think something is is really weird when it's like no that's part of the process right that, that you actually go through yeah, because the, the moral of the story, my core wounds, you know, my mother wound, my father wound, religion wound, which I now call the witch wound, um, because the plant medicine, <laughs> you know, I went to plant medicine to say, why am I so fucked up? What's wrong with me? Why have all my friends, I have actually had 12 friends commit suicide, and I understood their pain, like I wanted to die too. I've had family members die of alcoholism, other clients die of addiction, like in my 23 years and being in business. And so I had all this grief weighing me down. 
and I'm an empath. So every time someone died, a, a huge part of me died with them. And I, I lost myself. I lost myself in alcohol, social media, scrolling. I lost myself in my marriage. I was never really happy. I lost myself in, in so many things. And I, at, the plants basically taught me that I had, my ego was on steroids and I had fallen prey in many lifetimes, you know, been killed as a woman and shut myself down. And, and then in this lifetime, shut down as a little girl many, many times. And society does that for everyone, men included. And so when I started to peel back those layers, I started to feel lighter. Literally, I shed 40 pounds um, in two years and kept it off uh, because I, I had so much emotional weight mm -hmm. and that was clogging my mind. And so I was like a hamster on a wheel and chasing money and this patriarchal world that says, never let them see you sweat, wear a mask and fake it till you make it. I did that really well, so much so that I didn't know who I was anymore. And so through that process, because it's a really long story. So thanks for hanging with me. I recognize that my ego death, the shamanic death that you're talking about, I had that in multiple different deep dives, as well as through micro dosing and recognized I, that was my given name. Lois Kofi was my given name. You know, there's some ancestral stuff there. And since I healed a lot and really got back to the truth of my ancestors and my truth i i actually was a very spiritual person many many lifetimes i do believe i hung out with mary magdalene and jesus and a lot of different um amazing teachers and ascended masters and so one of the master guides that came to me many times during ceremony was mary magdalene and i grew up thinking well she's a whore she's a prostitute why is she mm -hmm. coming to me and she was like, yeah, that's not true just by the, oh, by the way. And so then I started studying and researching and she gave me permission to really truly come back to my divine feminine, divine masculine, sacred union within, you know, hey, she's hanging out with Jesus. They kind of know what they're doing. And it wasn't the true story that I grew up with. Right. So as I started to give myself permission to be my true self, you know, she became one of my teachers and then that's the Magdalena. And then just mm -hmm. the grace piece was I was given so much grace because I could have been dead many times in the past several years and I wasn't. So the grace that was afforded to me, I want to pass on to my clients. And then um, another, uh, I'm, I'm a Viking Germanic pagan of origin way, way, way back. I've even, you know, seen it under the medicine and talked to my ancestors and got the real, real true, true story of the Christian conversion. And why all the pagans and stuff and the runes and all these magical things were mm. completely shut down as well as women. Um, I was, I was um, visited by another master guide called Misty and um, she's with the Valkyrie. If you know anything about Vikings and Freya and Woden and all that kind of stuff. So I, I was given that name by the spirit world, if you will. And I just decided, you know, that old person who a lot of people know as the sales guru and this, all of these labels that society had, you know, given me and that I wore like a, like a bag over my head. Um, I was like, yeah, that's, that's not me anymore. She's got to go. And I've been studying a lot of spiritual teachers working with mentors in the plant medicine space, and they all changed their names. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to do this because Misty Magdalena Grace, Magdalena for short is really my truest self and truest essence, my sacred name. I love it. I I have so many questions. We have to we have to sit down and, and chat because there's well, so. Many... And, and I think it's it's funny and it's it's synchronicity, right? I mean, 
on an earlier episode that Kathy and I recorded today, we were talking about, you know, kind of the put down in history of women. And Mary Magdalene is one of those beings who, you know, the black law, whatever you want to call it, that that is tried to kind of distort human history has labeled her like you said as a whore as a mm -hmm. prostitute as this evil woman kind of thing and that is not who she is no right and and you've gotten to see who she is and um and so it's beautiful that some of those false teachings right are now falling away mm. yeah um, well, and it's it's funny because we're also talking about who our favorite literary character is, and mine is Morgan Le Fay from Mist of Avalon. Oh, cool. Because I love that I love that mythology. Mythology, you know, who knows which part of that were true, but we talking about the powerful woman and how, you know, they were, you know, if you were a powerful woman, you're a witch and you should you go away and you're evil. And but there's so many parallels here. When I was I was channeling for the longest time, and Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene were two beings that would come and channel through me i've always been obsessed with mary magdalene so there's this this really interesting parallel with us i'm about to get certified as a psychedelic journey coach uh sort of microdosing protocol so it's like i'm i'm a little behind you but i'm, I'm getting there i'm catching up <laughs> i'm catching up so uh so many ways we could go with this so so talk to me about um how you discovered plant medicine like what what called you to that to help you with this transition yeah. And it's, um, I, I'm, I'm a crier. So at some point I probably will cry. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so in the, in 2020, I had already had by that point already eight friends that committed suicide. And some of them like were dear brothers and sisters of mine. And, um, I, my marriage was falling apart. We even moved from Minnesota to California. Cause my husband hated the Minnesota winters. And I thought, Oh, well, we'll just move States and everything's going to get so much better. No, because wherever you go, there you are, right? Yeah. And so the pandemic hit right after my brother dropped out of alcoholism. And that was really painful because he, you know, kind of helped raise me. And and there was a lot of friction in our family and shame and guilt around his his alcohol abuse. And then two months later, my mom died oh. randomly or not randomly as the medicine had showed me and you know in the middle of that oh by the way a pandemic lockdown march of 2020 we had a seven and 11 year old who were already traumatized after we moved them halfway across the country so i felt a lot of guilt it was just like one thing after another and, and i didn't have an online business so i had to force and throw myself into figuring out this world so i never gave myself time to to grieve and i never really slowed down and, and, and there would be mornings I'd wake up with hangovers and look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, who the hell am I? And I had a coach at the time who told me to read the book, The Surrender Experiment mm -hmm. by Michael Singer. That's and a great I, book. Great I know, book. but it, it pissed me off at first because I was like, wait a minute, this guy just sits and meditates for hours every day and he became a millionaire. That's not what we've been taught in America. Like that's not how it's supposed to be. But I knew he was also very, very much right um in his his approach and i'm like ah so i at the right after that i attracted a spiritual mentor who had wrote the book the closet spiritualist oh. and he gave me a free copy because he was a guest on my podcast and i read it and i was like oh my god like this is all true this is all i've i've gotten here i created this how do i get out of this and he tried to work with me but he's like you're so far gone girl you you got to go find ayahuasca 
and and some magic mushrooms and he wasn't even he's not a psychedelic guy at all it was just channeled through him and I didn't know him from Adam Eve or Steve but I said that sounds like a probably a good idea because I had tried psychotherapy I had done the grief counseling it all made me want to drink more oh by the way and so (laughs) I was like I'm gonna die if I don't do something different. And so I, I knew a mushroom shaman, even though I didn't understand psychedelics at all. And so I reached out to him, did my first shamanic microdosing walk and started to literally see things in nature differently. And, and he talked about my, my mom who had been a, you know, lifelong schizophrenic and how he was picking up on things with the medicine and him and recognizing that, well, okay, this stuff works. So then like the next weekend I did my first deep dive and the rest, as they say, is history. I, I did do over 50 deep dives since then because I just had so much to uncover and and unpack. Yeah. Wow. I have several friends who have done like day-long mushroom journeys where they're in for seven hours. Yeah. Right? And they do so much prep work and the questionnaires ahead of time. And I have one friend, it's hilarious. She wrote down everything she wanted to cover and literally like an hour into the journey, her eyes popped open and she went, all right. I'm done. <laughs> she went, I just answered every question I needed to answer. And the guide went, okay, well, you have like four more hours. And she goes, can I go sit outside? Like she was just, she was complete. She was complete. Whereas another friend of mine just did the same thing with the same woman. And, you know, he finally came out of it and he said, you know, it's been like what, three or four hours. And she goes, it's been seven and a half hours. So it's like, it, it, it serves you however you need it in that time, right? It was just, it's so fascinating. Yeah, it's so different for everyone. And yeah, I could, I could also tell you horror stories because I sat with some, some shady shamans, some really uh, allegedly significantly decades trained facilitators who were all also licensed doctors or psychotherapists and I got injured, you know? And so I have come out a lot sooner than I anticipated because I also see a lot of misinformation. Um, a lot of people who are, are serving medicine, but not helping with integration. And, you know, it's, it's not recreational. Like we talked about before the show, it's, it's really meant to be sacred healing plants to teach you a lot. And, and a lot of people are abusing it. And uh, so anyway, I, I, I made sure that I, I guess I went through all those really shitty experiences so that I could have all these lessons along the way as well. Yeah. And to anybody out there that wants to do this kind of work, please know who you're working with, right? Whether it's a Reiki practitioner or a tarot card reader or a a psychedelic journey person, make sure you talk to that person and you resonate with them and you, you know, you are in the headspace to integrate this thing. You know, I've been doing so much reading. I'm I'm in the middle of watching a, a summit on, on, expanding your consciousness. And a lot of it is about psychedelic journeys. And every single expert has said, it's, you think you're going to do this thing once and you're fixed the rest of your life. There's integration. There's changes that you're going to have to make. There's journaling you're going to want to do. This is not a one pill and you're done kind of thing. So I'm glad you brought up the shitty experiences too. I'm sorry you had them. Uh, but you know, make sure you're with someone who you trust, who is trained to, to help you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because there's going to be, it's it's an emerging area, and there's a lot of people who want to take advantage of other people as a result of it, and just take their money, and don't really know what they're doing, and the hard yeah. part is, you know, if you're using people like that, I mean, you kind of made reference to it, but you get more distorted, 
you don't integrate back properly. And, and if, if the people don't know what they're actually doing, you can actually harm yourself more than help yourself. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So can you, so did you do some of the quote hero doses and then move into microdosing, or was that at the same time? Or like, how did you, how did you make that transition? Yeah. And that's a, a great story. And also uh, we'll segue into why I became a microdosing coach. Cause I did microdose first. Like I shared with you, I did that walk with a guide, mm -hmm. um, just microdosing. Like we're going to say, I can't even remember cause it was so long ago, but I think it was like maybe three to 400 milligrams of psilocybin. Um, mm -hmm. But then I tried to do the microdosing on my own and a lot of scary stuff came up. It was really, really hard. Plus I was addicted to alcohol. It, I wasn't giving up the alcohol completely. I didn't have a coach. So it freaked me out and I stopped and just focused on the deep dives for one full year. And so, and I already kind of knew, cause I have a background in health and fitness. I was a personal trainer, you know, kitchen clean out, grocery store tour, nutrition Ooh. gal for 17 years. So I had already coached over 10,000 people in health, fitness, weight loss, nutrition, getting off medications and all that kind of stuff. So I, I know how, when you're doing some kind of habit change, you got to have a coach. Well, you can buy stuff from sources, but guess what? None of them are really good coaches. They might have good stuff or not, because that's also dangerous in this world of everyone wants to make money off of psychedelics, right? So I just, I, I needed the deeper dives to, to shut this off and to go really inward. So I averaged about um, one to two deep dives, um, you know, a month for a year. I also did somatic breathwork therapy. I also did, um, found Kundalini yoga, um, all of this stuff now I include in my journeys with um, my partner and, and how we help people mind, body and spirit. So at, once I healed a lot of the grief, the trauma processed more of it integrated more then and only then was I personally ready. Um, and I have found that with about a third of my clients, the microdosing is, it's not even worth the time and money, they got to go to the deep dive route first. Yeah. And that was me. And so then I started microdosing a year later. Now that I also had way less alcohol in my system, I, I actually was doing the breath work and supporting myself, meditating, started a meditation practice, which I didn't have, you know, when I started this path. And so I could meditate with the medicine and have those little, you know, like four days on three days off experiences. And then I was getting even better results and referring people to my mushroom shaman and to these sources and they weren't getting results. They were literally pissing money away or having consistency huh. and, and not really taking it seriously, not meditating, not setting up sacred space. And I was like, okay, I, I can't, I can't keep watching this anymore. So I went and started working with clients one-on-one. Um, and now I specialize in psilocybin and ayahuasca microdosing with people who are really ready to, to set up that sacred space, to meditate, to develop a relationship with the medicine. Cause like you said, yeah. no joke, or maybe pun intended people are looking for a magic pill, a quick fix. I saw it. That's why I got out of the fitness industry. I was just freaking tired of people wanting to lose 10 pounds yesterday. Thank you. You know, eighties fat free and hydroxy cut nation. Right. And and I was like, no, 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 no. This is a three to six month minimum path for microdosing if you want lasting results. And no, oh, by the way, you're not just going to swallow a pill and go about your day. I mean, I see a lot of people getting anxiety attacks because of that. And, and again, not really understanding what's possible with speaking that intention 
to the medicine and then you know sitting with it like in your own little spiritual space that's where my clients get major results in just 30 days they got to take it seriously though i've had some people come to me and they still think it's a magic pill to fix their brain and get rid of their addiction and i'm like no well and you touched on something that's so important you know whether it's microdosing or the plant medicine or anything is your intention yeah right that there is so much power in intention and without intention you don't have any of the lasting results mm -hmm. right and 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 that that's why intention is so important and it doesn't even have to be like uh you know one of my teachers some of the stuff that i that i do is kind of ritualistic right and so some people you know because of our religious upbringing we feel like oh holy father you know like you have to do all this kind of stuff and he's like no you just set your intention and you just say this and it's okay. like it's really that simple yeah it's really that simple the, the the rituals a lot of the rituals are there just to trick people if you will into into thinking that that it's working but it's really your intention that matters behind everything 100% absolutely well, and I was just saying to your point, Jason, because I have a background in Wicca, so I was doing a lot of ritual, and you create that sacred space because you want that to be otherworldly, right? You cast the circle, you sit in that space, you raise the energy, because it's a different world. I mean, you're creating that, whether it's in a corner of your house where you have one candle, or whether it's a something on your phone that reminds you of that sacred place. So I understand what you mean by trick. I think I'd pick a different word. I mean, it's it's it gets like us a lot. It gets us kind of a, like aligned into yeah. that headspace, if you will. Yeah. To be able to to set the intention, because yeah, I'm not saying rituals are not not important at all, because I do plenty. Yeah. But it's but it but yeah, it's the they're they're not necessary if you've got the intention and you're you're in the right space, right, for doing what you do. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was, I was so shut down. I mean, just that's my, my last thought about that is I didn't realize, cause I had a deep religion wound, black sheep of the family, uh, you know, had my first spiritual awakening in 2007 and, <laughs> and, and realized, oh, everything I grew up with for 30 years was kind of BS. Um, so that was very raw and real and shut me down to the, the, the feminine side. And I threw myself into what I call the wounded masculine, which is very patriarchal in the world mm. that we, we all live in. And here we are, age of Aquarius is upon us. The divine feminine is rising. And so either, I'm just going to say this to the audience out there, either you start to heal that religion wound. And, and I'm, I work with everyone. If you're atheist, fantastic. Like I'm a safe space. I do not care. It's more about the energy. The And it's not about female or male. It's feminine and masculine. We all have it in both hemispheres of our brain. And if we shut the the feminine down which is the creative imagination the intuitive the receiving so a lot of scarcity right when you shut down the feminine you're mm. probably living in scarcity world of all different not just money it's like this is waking up so that's why a lot of people are going through a lot of shit right now a lot of people are struggling with their relationships money their purpose they feel lost you know um, supposedly this year, according to the people that I follow, the teachers, the spiritual guides and the astrologers, this is the first year where we're going to have a deficit 
in population because people are either committing suicide, dying, uh, just saying, I'm done, I'm checking out or, or you know, having um, addiction issues and, you know, all of that where they're not living. So they're going to go that other route. So either you open yourself up to this feminine wake up call and why Mary Magdalene and a lot of these divine feminine be entities, beings are coming back to help us you're you're gonna either surrender like surrender experiments and allow the healing to take place or if you keep fighting it what you resist persists and life is going to suck like it did for me yeah and i love that you use the word surrender i think that's so important and you know the, today has just been so the one of the other episodes that jason and i did today before we got on with you was about ideas and where do ideas come from and we were talking about this the concept of you're forcing it forcing it forcing it you don't know when you don't have an idea and then when you let it go like when you're in the shower when i'm massaging somebody it's that 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 letting it go that's when the problem is solved because your brain's going to work on that open loop so there was there is something about that surrender to to what is and you know I'm a huge fan of Eckhart Tolle I love his work and his teachings and I've studied with him multiple times accepting the isness of the moment right of just being here and saying here we are uh, it makes such a huge difference mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I'm happy to hear the feminines coming back because it's been too long. Well, yeah, and you mentioned that I have to share this with you if you don't already play with it. So one of my favorite decks to read with myself, oh. is, this is Mary Magdalene, of course, oh. the divine feminine mm -hmm. uh, oracle card deck. You know, how many of these women were burned at the stake and shut down or hidden away and, and all of these messages are coming coming back. Even the Pope, uh, Mary Magdalene Day is this month. We're having a, a deep dive uh, Silawaska ceremony on that day, just before Lionsgate portal to help oh, nice. bring in that sacred feminine and to really help people go much deeper in healing that wounded masculine, wounded feminine energy. And, and there's so many energies right now supporting this um, uprising Lionsgate coming up probably by the time this show is out. It's it's a great time of manifestation, abundance, and um, a great time to be sitting with plant medicine, just saying. What, <laughs> what day is Magdalena Day? July 22nd. Ah, okay. So cool. if you're in San Diego, look us up. I'm not. I'll be in Vegas, actually, <laughs> which, which sounds very fun. <laughs> I, I will have to do something on that day. Yeah, I have um, the deck that you held up. I think I have the same company, but I have the Kuan Yin deck and I have the Mother Mary deck that has the yeah. rose, the rose I have on those. it. I have yeah. those as well. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Okay. So of course we're getting close to wrapping up already. Is there, <laughs> is there anything about your journey or that you feel the people listening at this moment in time need to know right now? My favorite thing, and this is something my um, my husband and I are specializing in. Oh, by the way, my husband remembered who he truly was, which is an African shaman. So now um, we we hold space for people, and like literally, you are double protected because um, sitting with a real shaman who goes into the other worlds and he can see your ancestors, he can see the dark energies and help remove them. Like that's a profound way to sit with medicine. Um, yeah. However, what we discovered is that our not only is the divine feminine, which is still ancestral, and and all, a lot of us are carrying generational trauma. Uh -huh. A lot of people will think of childhood trauma and and all of that, which is so much our ancestors coming back and saying, "Guess what? 
until you heal this for us. And oh, by the way, you are your ancestors. Whether you believe in past lives or not, we carry DNA from mom and dad seven generations back, plus, oh, by the way, since the beginning of, of time, <laughs> you know? Uh, so really understand that. And, and if you're healing, just remember you're healing for them. You're creating a new lineage mm. as we head into the age of Aquarius and if you, if you look at it that way, it also, I don't know, for me, at least it empowered me to know I've been here before my ancestors are the, the wise and healed ancestors are there cheering us on. And, and the stuff that we go through the shadow and the pain is so worth it. As long as you get the right help in order to transmute it. Cause again, since your body carries all that DNA, you got to purge it. And ayahuasca pooping and vomiting hello some of the best stuff somatic you know crying mm -hmm. shivering all of that stuff is is really really worth it because some people get scared and they're like is that really worth it can i just go get a reiki session can i just go and talk to an ancestral person i did all of that and i'm here to tell you if you really want to release the ancestral wounds and trauma, plant medicine is fantastic. And it's something that we've become specialists in because we, we see it. My husband can see the ancestors, yeah. see the ancient contracts that you have inside of you and help you release it with fire magic and stuff like that. So I'm bringing that up because so many people are so focused on the Joe Dispenza stuff. It's fine. Um, but I'm here to tell you, you can't heal the mind with the mind. Right. You've got to heal it with the body mind. And since we have a gut brain, a heart brain, the seat of our soul is there. That's the biggest, most magnetic brain in our body. If you just focus on this with plant medicine or without it, guess what? You're coming back next lifetime to deal with the same shit physically. Right. And so I just really encourage people to see this as a path of healing the body mind, the gut brain, yeah. the brain and releasing so much generational stuff so if you don't want to keep doing the definition of insanity in your lifetimes you want to get to those roots of the ancestral tree in order yeah. to really live a life of joy bliss intention and your best life i love it well, what is the phrase you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it yeah <laughs> you have to i mean you don't have to <laughs> but i mean if you you know you, there's there's choices that are to be made and i see people trying to reason their way out of things and think their way out of things and when i'm coaching and i actually have a coach i'm working with now who we do a lot of internal family systems it's the parts work yeah. right and i'll be having a conversation with her and she'll go oh i hear your thinking part come up up oh, there's a thinking part again there's that strong thinking part and it's like sometimes i have to tell my capricorn thinking part to shut the fuck up <laughs> and the feeling parts out let the other parts out you know it's great as a narrator and i can't solve my problem 100 percent through that thinking part of myself i have to let her go for a second and let the other parts out um which sounds very similar to what you're talking about so Jason, thoughts on what's happening right now? <laughs> no, I think this is great. And it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> everybody that's listening, believe it, don't believe it. It's up to you, right? Do it, don't do it. It's up to you, right? Do it this lifetime, do it next lifetime. It's up to you, right? I mean, and I think that's the, you know, part of the point too is nobody, nobody's here to force you to do anything. In fact, that's probably one way to kind of tell, and differentiate some of the charlatans from some of the people who oh. are truly tapped in is 
you know, there, there, there's universal laws that we have to live by and codes of conduct that we have to live by. And if somebody is telling you you have to do it this way and you can only do it this way and you must do this, there's probably something else going on there, right? Because again, we all have free will. We all have free choice to do what we want to do. You know, what do you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. and, if, and if this episode speaks to you, I mean, Magdalena has had an amazing journey and she has the courage to step forward and help people and talk about it openly. Um, she, she comes from a pure heart of, of wanting to help people, right? Not everybody in this space is that way. You can sense it in people as, as, you, as you kind of tap in. So do it, don't do it. It's up to you, right? We're just here providing the information. But if, if something in this episode pricked you, then just dip your toe, start going in, start doing something, right? And, um, and see where it takes you. Yeah. Woohoo. Magdalena, where can people find you, reach you? What's a good website, social media, all that good stuff? Yeah, thank you. And I'll make sure I'll give you all these links because I know it's going to be a little confusing because <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in transition of the old Lois Kofi and yeah. the new um, Magdalena Gray. So at the time of this recording, the simplest way is look up Healthy and Wealthy and Wise podcast. That's that link I'll give you guys as well. I'm relaunching fully coming out of the closet as Misty Magdalena Grace. So right now, all of my LinkedIn, Instagram, the the, the URLs still say Lois Kofi. And I, I don't even know that that's going to change. Um, it's still a great way to to find me, but my name is different on the, on the profiles themselves. So LinkedIn, Instagram, um, and Facebook, I have a Healthy and Wealthy and Wise podcast community where I live stream and uh, lead meditations, talk about psychedelic shamanism, et cetera, et cetera. And then if you want free classes and go and watch, subscribe to my YouTube channel uh, and my website where I talk about this stuff ad nauseum. And there's tons of um, breakthrough testimonials with our, our clients, uh, microdosing for health. So microdosing the word F-O-R health dot now dot site um as of today's recording I'll, I'll probably be getting a a domain for that but i really want to be known as a microdosing coach first and foremost and helping mm -hmm. people start like you said dip the toe into the journey to see if it's even really the the right path for you because it's definitely not for everyone yeah yeah i love it i love it i'm so happy that we connected at the exact moment we did and literally the first time when we started having this conversation you were lois coffee and when i went the other day you had a different name and i went something happened and we get to hear about it and good for you i love that you stepped out of the closet and we're so happy to have you out into the living room with everybody else um i'm kathy groover i could reach to kathygroover.com i'm jason mefford i can be reached at jasonmefford.com so go out and have a great week Dip your toe, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Fire Nerd Podcast. See ya. See ya.